Proverbs 22 says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he won't depart from it. Well, training and teaching are two very important things. Teaching is telling, training is showing. And so you have to do both. And so teaching is teaching your children, don't do that, do this. Here's why we do that. Here's what God's Word says about that. So we're teaching our children the way that you go. Training is, I'm living it in front of you. Our life speaks louder than our lips. And if all you do is bark at your children, non-relational parenting, you'll break that child's spirit. Welcome to the Marriage Day Podcast. We are Jimmy and Karen Evans. This podcast exists help every couple succeed in marriage. Karen, welcome to the podcast today. Good to be here. We're going to talk about what is the purpose of being a parent. This is such an important discussion that we're going to have today. You know, when we got married, we got married at 19 years old, um, and uh, we had our daughter, Julie, about 15 months later. (laughs) Let me tell that side of the story. So, yes, we got married at 19, and we were laying in bed in this gross place we lived. It was just gross. But we were so in love. And I remember we had been married seven months. And I turned to you and I said, we should have kids. And you said, okay. The next thing I knew, I was pregnant. And, I, and the reason I'm You're telling welcome. this, <laughs> and the reason I'm telling this story like that is because, you know, we were so young. Yeah, I mean, we, we didn't, we were kids raising kids. Well, we have no regrets. And None. I mean, people today, you know, are like, 48, getting married and having kids. It's mm-hmm. like, they, they think they have to wait that long. No, we, we have no regrets. No. I, it was, to me, in having a child was beautiful, but it did start bringing up all those things of, you know, oh, you're responsible for somebody else. And you and I had started having some marriage issues, and it just started intensifying because, you know, here we were trying to work out a relationship of being married totally unhealed, coming from yeah. totally dysfunctional families. Yeah. Not knowing what we're doing, and but still in love, still loving having a baby, and I just remember the ups and downs. I mean, to this day, I can still that whole thing of you working and being gone, me raising a child because um, I had I'd quit my job at that point. I'd worked all, all my you know my whole life, and then I quit after we had Julie, and you know just trying to balance everything. You know, as far as okay, we have another life to think of and. It, well, it was hard. I, I was not a good. I was not a good husband. I was not a good father. We we, our marriage almost ended when we were around twenty two, mm-hmm. and I golfed all the time and worked all the time and whatever. And then the Lord healed our marriage. Uh, but one of the, one of the things that we did right is when our children were very young. I think Julie was probably about four, and uh, we made a decision that we were going to raise our children according to the Word of God. Absolutely. It was the smartest thing we ever did. It was the smartest thing we ever did. And and and, the, the, and when we're saying this, we're saying our parents didn't. No. Our parents were not Christians. Now, we they would have Christians. told you they were Christians because mm-hmm. they belonged to a church. But my parents never attended church. They were not Christians. They later became Christians. Your, your parents became very strong Christians later on. But we were not raised in Christian homes. And I'm, and I'm going to tell this story because it's an important story. So we... I remember we were living over on Calumet, and uh, Julie was about four. Brent was was a little baby, and we we had a discussion, and we said we're going to raise our children according to the Word of God. And um, we had some friends, and these were wonderful friends that we had in church, and they were raising their children according to Doctor Spock, <laughs> and they had bought a Doctor Spock book, which is saying not don't spank, don't mm-hmm. do this, don't do this, don't do this, diametrically opposed to a lot of the things the Bible wrote about. 
And so we raised our children according to the Word of God. Our kids were not perfect, but they both serve the Lord today. They're very mature. We look back on that, and we have no regrets. The This couple that raised their children, according to Dr. Spock, Dr. Spock's children came out and said he's a hypocrite and he's a terrible parent. And much, much of what he taught has just been totally debunked. Mm-hmm. So in other words, it's the opinion of a man versus the Word of God. Deuteronomy 11 says, teach your children Talk about them, talk about them when you sit in your home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. And this is talking about training your children in the Word of God, but also just training them up the way they should go. It's interesting that it's, there's four times that we're told in Deuteronomy to teach and train our children. One is when they're sitting around the house, mm-hmm. when they're on their way somewhere, when they're laying in bed at night and in the morning. Well, the interesting thing is those are the four most contemplative times of the day. When you're riding in the car, you're you know sometimes you you end up being you're, you're driving somewhere you really can't remember how you got there, you know because we're we're in a very contemplative mode. You're laying in bed at night or in the morning. You're sitting around the house. God says, teach your children. Well, Proverbs twenty two says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he won't depart from it. Well, training and teaching are two very important things. Teaching is telling. Training is showing. And so you have to do both. And so teaching is t- teaching your children, don't do that, do this. Here's why we do that. Here's what God's Word says about that. So we're teaching our children the way that you go. Training is I'm living it in front of you. Our life speaks louder than our lips. Mm-hmm. And if all you do is bark at your children, non-relational parenting, you'll break that child's spirit. Well, I think, too, for us, it, what was so important is um, that we were involved in church. We were very That's involved. Right. And when you were telling the story about Calumet, I was remembering when we used to go to um, the little Baptist church that we went to, and we had become really close friends with the, that older couple. And um, and so we, you and I had, had a huge fight. And, you know, we were involved in the church. We loved this little life group thing we had. And, and I mean, we were young. The kids were probably close to the ages you just said. And uh, we'd had a horrible fight. And I had packed my bags, and I was ready to walk out. And I said, I'm not coming back. And um, you came home and you called, or, or maybe they called us. No, you called them. Okay, so I, I said, you know, I'm I leaving. Came home, I came home. We had a horrible fight that morning. I knew I was right. Oh, goodness, and Lord I went Jesus. to work, and I came home, and you said, I called Kermit and Lethal, and we're having dinner with them. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, no. this. Well, is my, my bags were packed. Just remember that. This, this was my worst nightmare. So we, we went out to eat with them. It was so awkward. And you it wasn't told, awkward for me. It was very awkward for me. <laughs> I felt and, a lot of a lot of good coming. And so, we were we were sitting there eating, and he, in just a very kind manner, told me that he used to be a jerk like me, and the Lord changed him, and he 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 could change me too. And so we, you know, we sat there that we sat at that table, but I I, I did better after that. Not because I really felt like I was wrong, but because I didn't want to go back, go back to exactly. eat with Kermit Leffel again. I'm so glad God gave me so much patience and grace <laughs> for you. But, okay, but this, the point is, having a church oh, it's very was, is like, it's it's such a huge deal. I remember taking our kids and putting them in some classes and um, the things that they were learning that, you know, maybe we didn't have time to teach them because, you know, we were busy. But, you know, we, we had several different churches that the kids were involved in, and we finally landed in the one, you know, Trinity in Amarillo. But it's, it, it was a foundation that we needed because we, you and I didn't grow up that way. 
And so giving our kids that, I think, you know, it was so helpful to have other parents that your age going through the same thing. And having a support system of how can we pray for you? I'm I'm telling you, if there's ever been a time in the history of the world when that's important, it's important right now. Julie, our daughter Julie is 49. Her best friend is she, she met her best friend at five years old in church. Her best friend today, she's had since she was five years old in church. Mm -hmm. Julie met her husband, Corey, in church. Mm -hmm. Brent, our son, met his wife, Stephanie, in church. Mm -hmm. And so now our granddaughter is dating a boy and Mm -hmm. she met him in church. Mm -hmm. So it's the church is a support system of like-minded, like-hearted people, not perfect people, Mm -hmm. but like-minded, like-hearted people. And and I love that saying that they're not perfect. You know, I've had more hurts come out of the church from people in the church than any other thing I've ever experienced, but also many blessings. Yes. And it's just, it's so worth it. It's just that security is that, um, it's it's a bo- part of a being a part of a body. It'd be like if you and I said, you know what, we're just going to take our arm off and just live armless or legless and just do our thing. It, you can't separate yourself from yeah. from that. You have to have that support. Well, it's, our grandchildren, uh, we go to church together several times a year. We'll go to church with uh, Brent and Stephanie and their kids. We have three. They they have three children. Our daughter has twin girls. And we'll be in church with them, but, but Brent and Stephanie specifically, you know, and and they're they will be dealing with one of their kids about something, and we'll be sitting in church, and the pastor's talking about it, mm-hmm. and the pastor's up saying this is this is what the Bible says here, and I, I remember so many times sitting in church thinking I'm so thankful they're hearing this this morning because it's supporting our family. When you don't have church, first of all, you are cut off, mm-hmm. just like you said, Karen, and uh, the the other thing about it is is that you become like the people you're around. Mm -hmm. Your friends are your future. Mm -hmm. And so I want my children to be around Christian kids. The Christian kids aren't perfect. But but if I put them around non-Christian kids, they're gonna that's gonna begin to rub off on them. And so we we need that support system. The um we lived uh our lives uh let me say this another way. We wanted our children to be like us. We, we wanted our children to grow up and have a marriage like ours, a church like ours, friends like ours. We wanted them to be just like us. And I, I tell people, if you don't want your children to be like you, you don't understand parenting. Mm-hmm. It is more caught than taught. Mm-hmm. And so the other thing is we parented relationally. And so we, we didn't bark at our children. Mm-hmm. We, we related to our children. And I remember so many times, Karen, when Julie and Brent, you know, we would have a difficult conversation with them or struggling. You'd go sit on their bed for an hour or two or three and talk to them, you know, and mm-hmm. just sit there and make it right. Um, Brent uh, was about probably 13 or 14, and, and Julie has my personality. Brent has your personality. So it was always easier for me to relate to Brent, Julie and you relate to Brent. Well, Brent and I, we were struggling in our relationship, um, and um, he was probably, I think he was about 14, and so um, I took him to uh, play golf. Mm-hmm. We went to Phoenix together to play golf. And we went uh, we, we went to see the Phoenix Suns play basketball. We went to the movies. We just did a lot of fun stuff. But we played golf several times. And the last time we played golf, we were sitting in the golf cart, and we were waiting on somebody to hit, some guys to hit in front of us. And Brent said to me, Dad, why are you being so hard on me? And I said, because I love you, Brent, and I'm worried about you. And we had about a 20-minute conversation that day 
that completely healed our relationship. Mm-hmm. In other words, he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. He was testing all of our boundaries. And I was losing the, we never lost the relationship with our kids. We always mm-hmm. fought for that relationship. Now, they didn't have to like us all the time, you know, mm-hmm. but we were always fighting for the relationship and fighting for their hearts. Mm-hmm. And we look back at it. We're so thankful that we raised our children according to the Bible. We're so thankful that we raised our children in church, mm-hmm. and we're so thankful that we never gave up the relationship with them. Because if you don't have a relationship with them, somebody else will. Mm-hmm. The, the, the devil's going to fill that void. And so it's very important that we, that we live our lives in front of our children as a model, as an example to them, mm-hmm. and not say to them, do it as I say, not as I do. Well, and I think you have to, even what you said about training, you know, it's your actions that show everything. Yeah. And, you know, Jill and I were at constant conflict. And, but I wanted to always make sure that we were at peace with each other. And so, you know, no matter how much, you know, we fought against, you know, because she was very strong-willed and fought against each other. It was um, so important to me to end the day with peace. And so I, I made a, a habit of always either asking for forgiveness or, like you said, talking it through and just, you know, getting their, their perspective, hearing them out and, um, you know, just making peace with each other. It's so important. Well, we have a new book out. It's called Fighting for the Soul of Your Child. And we wrote this book. Karen and I wrote this book. And uh, Jenny Morgan is a writer who works with us here at XO Marriage. And Jenny's 24 years old. She has young children. And she said there's there's no uh, books out there, parenting books out there for people my age. And I said, well, Jenny, we're going to write this for you and for, for you know young parents. And so it's not just for young children. It's for all children. But it's Fighting for the Soul of Your ch- Child. And so you can get this on Amazon.com. You can get it on XOMarriage.com. But we encourage you to get it because it will give you a lot of good information about how to win in the battle for parenting your children to to parent them successfully. Thank you so much for being with us today. We'll see you next time right here on the Marriage Day Podcast. Hey, this is Brent Evans with Exo Marriage, and I want to thank you for listening to the Marriage Today Podcast. We believe your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. If you enjoyed today's teaching and want to keep learning, hey, subscribe to the Marriage Today podcast and take some time to leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word and can encourage someone else in need. For more great marriage content, check out exomarriage.com where you can see all of our marriage building resources, articles, and live events.